Never seen a lame man walk. Never heard a dumb man talk. Never seen a blind man see. I promise you, I can't see. Never seen a canceled death. Never seen all the poor get fed. Never seen a prisoner set free. I promise you, I can't podcast we're rested up and we're raring to go i'm raring to go clint clark my co-host my best friend my partner in crime are you ready to go no oh. i'm gonna leave no i just get it i'm ready to go All right, let's do man. it let's do it let's do it let's do it let's... we got lots to talk about man we got two weeks <laughs> worth of razorback stuff Man, and you know, we're a lot of times we're just, you know, we're like, oh man, are we going to be interested enough to talk for an hour? And trust me, when you're when you're doing a podcast with Travis, talking for an hour is not a problem. That's not a problem. Sometimes all you got to do is shut up. That's He's right. a preacher; he gets long winded. It happens. That's, that's right. I just just let me roll, baby. Let me but roll. Let me, you, let me tell you, significant life event happened this week, Travis. You know, so, you, to, well, I've realized I'm getting old. I didn't. I no. Didn't, no, I did. Okay, two things. Number one, I hurt that muscle behind my shoulder blade. Mm. And you know what I was doing when it when it hurt? I was sitting in my recliner, and it was. <laughs> I'm gonna tear today. <laughs> and I'm good. I'm like, I just like I'm good. So like, yeah, I've been miserable all week. Just that stupid. You know the muscle I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just miserable. You can't lay down. You can't. You know, it just mm. it sucks. Yeah. So and I and like literally, I was sitting in my recliner when it happened. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I I don't know. I wasn't doing yeah. anything. I was I you know, just all of a sudden, like yeah, like it's just it's bad. Yeah. Now this this right here may be the most significant sign. Is like what I've been doing lately is every night I go outside and I sit on my I sit on the porch. Yeah. And I just wait on, I've got a bunch of solar powered lights out there. And I just, I just, I just want to see the order they come on. <laughs> like, I just want to see. Like, the point, like, like I'm going to miss it tonight because I'm recording the podcast with you. But that's what I've been doing literally every, like, yeah, I'm officially a. Let's be student. honest. Let's be honest. That's why we didn't record last week. Yeah, I've canceled. Clint didn't. Clint didn't want to miss the lights. <laughs> just like it's, it's so. It's like oh, yeah, I've got it all. <laughs> Man, that's that's the, the it's the simple pleasures in life, Clint. 
It really, it really is. It's like you got it, you a little, you got you a house, you got you a little piece of land. Yeah, you got your little farm going in. You got a peacock for crying out loud. You get a peacock. How's the peacock doing? The peacock's good. We we could we tried to get them out of the coop, you know. Yeah. Uh, this week let them out, but we kept having trouble with the calves and everything trying to go in. And yeah. So it just wasn't gonna work out. We're gonna have to wait till we get the cattle in the pasture and then which should be soon. Yeah. Soon, but yeah. So. that's wild stuff, man. <laughs> I know, awesome. you know. Well, I grew up, you know, I grew up doing this, you know. Yeah. I, it's like weird, like you're you're a kid. And you hate something. Yeah. Uh, and now you're an adult. You're like, and then oh, you man, start doing it. Yeah. You start doing it. And it's kind of, it's, you know, on a very small scale, you know, it's like, yeah. if every animal I have out there dies, it's not going to run my fiscal year. Um, well, we're not heartless. You'd, you know. Yeah. I'd be sad too. You'd be you sad. Know? You'd be uh -huh. a sad, you'd be a sad panda. I would be. I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it just it, now that I'm an adult, you know, I'm just loving, loving doing it. Just absolutely loving doing it. And I hate it to my kid, but now that I'm an old man, I'm like, oh, I see. That's yeah. Well, good I, deal. Yeah. Well, so uh, for Holy Schnikes this week, you tell me you have something you want to, have something. And I, you I want to lay on me surprise. I, I took a picture of it. Let me see if it's a. Uh, I've had to get a new phone because my phone's been doing the ghost touch thing. Uh-oh. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, right there it is. Right there it is. Can you read that, Travis? Whoops, upside down. It was backwards on my screen. Uh, I'll read it. You've earned a top badge, top fan badge for Hometown Roofing, LLC, and can accept it now. I'm officially... Look, I'm officially a top fan of hometown roofing. Man, I mean, like, look, like, that's look, big you, time. You tell me, you name a better friend than Clint Clark. I bet you can't do it. Can't do it. I'm a top fan of hometown roofing. Hey, is is crazy. that gonna go on the mantle next to the Wooster three on three basketball tournament trophy? Yeah, there's there's a few things that you know that I, I'm gonna cherish forever. There's Wooster three-on-three basketball tournament. Um, winning the Gulf South Conference at Arkansas Tech University. Yeah. Um, that time I invented fire. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if you remember. Were you there for that one? I don't know if I was there for that one. No, I, I've been in fire. It happened. Okay. Okay. Um, you know, and most others, you know, other just momentous accomplishments of my life yeah yeah my children being born yeah oh yeah those yeah that that that's important but nothing 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 i do like i'm telling you right now i was already my body was already telling me it's going downhill it's downhill from here top that's man right. hometown roofing that's right it gets no better and by the way if you need a roof if you need a roof They'll come out. They'll look at it for you free. That's no, right. no obligation to buy. They'll they bring. Come. They'll bring their own ladder. Yep, he will. Rob mm -hmm. will take care of you. Chat. He'll take care of you. But and that that's that's as the kids say, no cap on that one. Hey, and if you get uh, if he sends Jason Hughes out there, he might bring his oh uh, that old his old truck. Okay, now. <laughs> 
out of that old truck was. He was driving off the strip one time and the uh what was it? The the drive shaft fell out. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> one of the things like i'm so happy we've come a long ways he's got it fixed up nice now yeah yeah we've all come a long ways from driving vehicles at the drive shaft that's right yeah yeah Uh, (laughs) yeah brings back memories right there yeah well go ahead that that's a good holy stockies moment that's a good one yeah i'm I'm proud here's another just general one that I, you know, that you may have others may have heard about it. I don't guess you've heard about it. You, you didn't. I haven't. I told you. Um, couple. I guess it was last week, sometime. Um, in a uh, minor league game, the uh, the uh, let's see, Rocket City Trash Pandas. Which is up there with one of the best names in yeah, all that's pretty good. minor league baseball, the Trash Pandas, which would be a raccoon, I guess, that's right? Good. They'd be the raccoons. Yep. So, yeah. Uh, we're playing uh, Chattanooga. I don't know what Chattanooga's mascot is. Well, the Trash Pandas pitched a no-hitter. Oh man, that's always a good win. No hitter, way to go, Trash Pandas. Good win, good win, guys. Trash Pandas. Whoa, 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 no, whoa, whoa. what? No, no. Um, they they didn't win. But the other thing, they didn't get any hits. No hits. Nope, nope. Chattanooga got no hits. Zero hits. Zero hits. Game with no hits. No hits. Okay, well, a game with no hits. But they still scored seven runs. How in the world they scored seven runs, Travis? They they Chattanooga won the game. You're pulling in a, in a seven inning game because it was the first game of a doubleheader. Seven to five, and most of the those runs I, I don't I don't have the details, but most of those runs were scored in one inning. Just some bad pitches. <laughs> I guess the pitches were so bad they couldn't hit them. <laughs> like, like, like it's one thing to get a no hitter, man. You're throwing up, man. You're you're throwing phasers up there, dude. You're, you know, you're, you're throwing just, just man. You're keeping the ball low, and you're you're throwing breaking balls, and man, you're you're painting the paint plate up there, and. Guys just can't catch up with it, you know. You're changing speeds, and man, you're just, you know, you just, you just have the other team's number, right? <laughs> and then there's the trash pandas and the way they do it. <laughs> apparently, apparently, Clint, they do it. The have I ever told you about my one pitching outing in baseball ever? No, you you haven't, but I can't wait. Well, to hear. I mean, I, I didn't have much of a baseball career. No, as you can imagine. Baseball was never my forte. Oh. Well, um, I was playing in Clinton, and we had a team. We were terrible. We lost every game. But we still got to go to Pizza Hut after we played. So that's yeah, all yeah. You know what? That's and that's something else about Clinton. I think, honest to goodness, I, I don't know. There may be – maybe we could research this. I think Clinton has the only Pizza Hut left that you can sit down and eat in. <laughs> well, probably so. And it, and And I – Look, if it hadn't been for Pizza Hut, I never would have read a book. 
and the for yeah. the Pizza Hut Book It program. Okay, pers- free personal pan pizza for every book you read. And I learned how to cheat on reading books. <laughs> okay. Oh, so anyway, read the books. Anyway, I uh, well, I learned how to pass the quizzes to say I read the books, and I got a lot of little personal pan pepperoni pizzas. But anyway, um, so I'd been begging my coach to let me pitch. I wanted to pitch. And he let me pitch in practice, and I did terrible. But I could throw I, – for that that age, I threw kind of hard. But yeah. Not, not, real, not real hard. Throwing's never really been my – So I, you did actually get to pitch in a game. You got to pitch in practice. No, no, no. I finally – he put me in a game. Oh, okay. We needed one out. Right. And who yeah. you going to call on? The big Roddy. Here I come. Here I come in. Here I come in, baby. Bullet, I'm ready to roll. I'm ready to roll, baby. Yeah, that's right. I had my little, my little white boy, um, mullet slash afro going on. You know, curls. Looks like a juicy permed mullet is what it looks. Curls coming out of out of under my hat. You know, probably had my pants up to my, you know, past my belly button because my mom dressed me. And uh, you know, had this the stirrup socks on, man. I was dude, I was ready. I was ready. Nothing man. else matters other than you know you're gonna hose this guy down. I'm, man, him. I'm about to throw some heat. heat. Throw some heat. Phasers. Dude. Need one out. You lock in, you're on the mountain, you locked in, you make eyes with locked the in, dude. Locked in, baby. Like you're like clear the mechanism. And and Clint, I got that out. Oh, awesome. Nine batters later. <laughs> <laughs> you walk. <laughs> I, I, I walked them all the way around. <laughs> like like the worst kid in our town. <laughs> like 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 I was I wasn't a high draft pick. This kid was like the worst draft pick. Okay. Right. Uh I finally struck him out. And he just swung at everything. <laughs> like, like he just like, like it wasn't because I if he he didn't strike out looking because if he would have been looking then I would have walked him probably too. <laughs> I hit a couple people. Yeah, my ERA is my ERA was probably uh, six thousand and four six something like that. <laughs> Carry the two, yeah, checks out. <laughs> yeah, it's something yeah. like that. Yeah. So yeah, my um, I don't know why I didn't get drafted. I don't. I don't, I don't understand. Yeah. I don't understand. Like, I mean, I played catch with you and played catch with Greg Montgomery, and yeah, both it's of you are hard same. to catch. Both of you are hard to catch for completely different. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's He's bad when you because it, it's so hard. You're hard to catch when you don't know where it's going. That's right. <laughs> but, I got that. I got that Chuck Knobloch style. <laughs> like, remember when he got the yips and he couldn't throw from second base to first? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's me. Like I could throw, I could man, I'd be throwing perfect. I can be just throwing right, right in your glove, man, right at your chest. The next thing I'm doing, I'm throwing it and it's you going know, over your head. Rick Ankill pitched for the Cardinals was like supposed to be the next great lefty in baseball. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he couldn't throw strikes anymore. Yeah, yeah. And ends up coming back and being a great outfielder. Yeah, a great outfielder. Yeah. But, hey, no, Travis, when you got that last out, did you celebrate? 
Dude, I did. I seriously did. Because <laughs> I was so – it was sad. Like, the fans were like, oh. Like all, all the parents were like, coach, pull him out. They finally did it. But it's all of our misery. This gets terrible. You can't. I should have started throwing underhanded. I'm much better. At that. Yeah, like yeah. Just float it. Like Ricky the year, like float it. You know what's bad, Clint? This okay, this is me hacking on myself here. Right. Okay, yeah. So that's my baseball pitching, right? Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> and you know, now I did a little pitching in softball too. Yeah. Okay. And I could throw strikes in softball. I could I could throw strikes. Well, you were actually, you know, we played we played in some little Halloween tournament or something. I mean, I played in some tournaments and I could I could pitch, right? But here here was my problem. I was a good you know how many times I had people come up to me after facing me in softball after they had hit a home run off of me <laughs> and they would say, That was my first home run ever. Like I was a good batting practice pitcher. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I was, I was throwing meatballs, man. I mean, but how do you really throw for strikes and soft pitch softball to get some? I, I, I don't know. know. There was something about my pitches that people just teed off on. Yeah. Like I went, like I'd be up there, like just throwing meat, man. I. We we played down here in Camden. I and I put another guy in one time, and he. We he would pitch and practice some when when I would hit, and he was terrible, but he could at least get strikes sometimes, you know. <laughs> but his pitches were kind of bad, but the other team wouldn't hit off him like they would me. Yeah. <laughs> and when the other team's saying, "Why aren't you out there pitching, Travis?" better. <laughs> when they get excited when you're pitching, that's not a good thing. Not a good thing. And I'd be out there trying to change my spins and stuff. I'd do backspin. Yeah. I'd do front spin. I'd do side spin. No, I'm no Brady Tiger. Well, I can't do I, it. Yeah, you're not the spin cycle. The spin cycle. You'll be coming back. So now, the reason I ask you about the celebration is because I know I sent it to you on Instagram and you'd seen it right beforehand. Yeah. But I got to talk about the Florida Georgia series. Oh. Where the pitcher and he did, and I watched him get thrown. I watched the celebration. Yeah. Was it a little over the top? Yes. Is it like a hey kid, knock this off? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Like man, dial it in a notch. I mean, even if you'd been warned, it still wasn't objectionable to me. Yeah. They tossed him. Yeah. For those of y'all that didn't see it, a Florida pitcher uh, got a strikeout, and as he was going back. You know, he kind of celebrated it, and the umpire tossed him. And so his teammate – go ahead, Clint. Yeah, his teammate gets up. I don't know what the situation is, but it's a grand slam. Yeah. Now, you know, you got these teams that they do like home. They started doing like the turnover helmet or turnover whatever thing with the home runs. Like, the, like Tennessee last year had the daddy hat. Yeah, yeah. You know, like Arkansas had like a hog hat or something, or like a fist hat, or just yeah. they. I mean, they do ridiculous things, but you celebrate. The guy just knows so did he. Just <laughs> mall walked around the base. Yeah. I mean, he ran the bases. And then when he yeah, gets when up, he when he, anybody. when he got to home plate, 
like like I think they got a rule now that you can't meet them at home plate. Yeah. Like his his teammates can't or something. Right. And so, but they can wait for him outside the the dugout. And when he got to the outside of the dugout, he was walking like a mall walker, you know, just <laughs> like like he was speed walking with his hands down to his side. And so he, he wouldn't just, high five anybody. He like, wouldn't high five anybody. He didn't even look at anybody. He just kind of just walked straight ahead. Just it was so greatest, stinking funny. The greatest. I mean, it's a middle finger to the umpire. Yeah, he was so like, funny. oh no, we're having fun today. We are sorry, sir. Yeah. I mean, it was just. I mean, is the, is the best. Even if I was the umpire, I would have chuckled. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you yeah. just got shown up, but in the best way. Like, that was yeah. I don't know who that kid is, but that was brilliant. I, he'd be the only Florida player I would have on this podcast. That's right. That's right. Just asking about that. Well, Clint, um, we got to talk about the big weekend up in Fayetteville. Uh, this was a man, there was a lot going on. There was a lot going on, man, and it was Spring and it was football. a lot of positive stuff too. Yeah, is you had um, yeah, spring ball. Well, I mean, well, you had you had spring football, the spring game, well, spring scrimmage game, yeah. whatever it was. You had uh, the Tennessee baseball series. You had softball against UAB, where they got the sweep. We're not going to talk about that. Where they got a sweep against them. Uh, I think volleyball was playing. I mean, you had tennis going. You had all kinds of stuff going. But let's talk about football first, right? Uh, no. Both both of us watched the scrimmage. Um, what were your key takeaways? Well, I'm going to ask you first before we do that. How'd you like the format? Just scrimmaging. We're just going to work. We're going to basically show up. We're going to practice. We're not going to play a real game. That that's fine. I mean. Whatever they want to do. I mean, until it look, it's not going to be, it's not going to be fan friendly. You know, it's not, it's not until, unless they do like I've asked, you know, like I've proposed on here, you know, bring in another team, you know, practice together for a week, do it, do a game on that Saturday, you know, uh, you know, unless they do something like that in the future, you know, then, that would be to me. That would be made for TV, uh, but the way they're doing it now, pretty much nerds like us are just you know are people that yeah that just want you know are just craving some football and wanting to see some of the young guys. But really, what did we see? You know, you're you're not tackling any of the quarterbacks. Um, you know, they, I think they said that the defense had ten sacks. They didn't get ten sacks. I mean. Yeah. Maybe they may have had two sacks, you know, no, if it, if no, it was a know, real game. Chris Well, threw a touchdown that would have been a touchdown, but he got touched. Yeah, I mean, he threw a bomb, and it looked. Yeah, I mean, here a couple. My couple thoughts on the format was: I will tell you this. Now, of course, this I was I, I played college football. Have I ever told you that? Did you play? You played college? I didn't play. No, I didn't play. I mean, I played. Mm. I was on the team. But yeah. but that being said, the reason I say that because as a player, I enjoy. We always look forward to the spring game. Yeah, we we you'd always would you you would. But now, but does is that what Arkansas fans want to see? You just want to see how everybody looks. Well, and and if I had a complaint about it, if I had any complaints about it, I would say make it more fun for the players. Like, let them pick their teams. Yeah, or something like that. 
you know, make it more about the players than it is than what you had. Um, because this was just like you said, it was just a glorified. It was it was inviting the family over for practice. Um, so I guess you know, if if nothing else, if you're gonna do it, you know, I, I kind of like it when you, or let the you know let some the seniors kind of pick the teams or something like that. And well, that's what Coach Mullins did. He we did a senior pick. Um, and I just remember the year before, I just told Jimbo, I was like, please be sure I'm not picked last. Yeah. I don't, I don't care. You know, yeah. I'm like one of the next to last. Don't please just make sure I'm not last. Oh. <laughs> and I don't know. He, he told me, I, oh, we got you and another guy. I'm sure we're the last two picks. Yeah. Here or there. No, but that being said, what, what you want to see, this team has got a bunch of people fighting for spots. Yeah. It is, you're going to have three new starters on the offensive line. It, yeah. it just isn't what it is. I mean, no matter which way you look at it, unless for some reason Luke Jones decided, hey, you know what, I'm going to come back play next year. Yeah. No. But, you know, we had Cam Ball in here and said, Luke's just done with football. Yeah. He's done his time. He's done with it. I'm sure he's got his degree and he's going to start, start he's looking for that next phase of his life. But the the two things I, I, I like, you, you really want to see who plays first. Is I wanted to see who, who who they tried out the first five on the offensive line, and you want to see who the quarterback goes first to. But we, I mean, Arkansas does not have a quarterback battle. No. Um, now that being said, I thought Jacoby Criswell looked really good, really good. Hey, besides the two fumbles, Malachi Singleton looked pretty dang good too. What? And the best ball thrown all day was by Cade Fortner. I, I, do, I do think the best, but I think Jacoby is the clear-cut number two right now. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. Um, I think he proved it, and that's what Pittman said. Do I think Jacoby can go win an SEC game for us right now? Yes, I do. Yeah. I mean, and I, I agree with that. They He I, looks confident out there. Yeah. The quarterback room, the quarterback situation is so much better than it was. Yeah. So much better than it was. I mean, it's just it's not in day different. Um, yeah, but that being said, is you still have KJ Jefferson. Yeah. It's a new offense, but you have KJ Jefferson. Yeah. KJ looked good, man. He just KJ's just good. Yeah. And he uh, looked he looked comfortable in the offense. He did. And then in the press conferences, he's saying all the right things about the offense. Yeah. And about learning it and Enos and everything. Um, I think he wants to prove he can play in the NFL. I mean, that's what he wants to. I mean, at the end of the day, that's what you want to prove, and you're in an NFL offense. Yep. Well, and and one of the things, folks. Um, here's here's you know we're not normally I call us a fan podcast, right? Right. Um, I would say we're not necessarily experts or whatever, but I will teach you a little football here. And so most of you know this probably. Maybe you don't. The difference in Brawl's offense and Enos's offense um, for the quarterback. The quarterback doesn't really have to do anything in Brawl's offense. <laughs> there's not. There's not much responsibility besides making the throw that Bryles tells him to throw. It's the same with the Chad Morris offense, same with the Gus Malzahn's offense. 
that's why they've done so well. And that's why they don't do well. Those quarterbacks don't do as well in the pros a lot of times because the coach, if you remember, they don't huddle. So they get out there, they get lined up. The coach on the sideline reads the defense and then makes the call for the quarterback from the, they make the call from the sideline on where the, the main reads are for the quarterback. So he's picking out who the Mike linebacker is, where the strong side, the weak side is. He's the, he's, uh, he's looking for all those different things for, he's looking for where the blitz is coming from, might be coming from. He's looking for all that. He's doing that from the sideline for the quarterback and the quarterback doesn't have that responsibility. Well, in Enos's offense, Enos is teaching the quarterback to do that. And so KJ Jefferson is now going out, and the first thing he's doing, he's identifying the middle linebacker and seeing where he's lined up. Then he's going to see where things are lined up from there going out. And according to what side of the field he's going to, and according to what where the play is being ran. If it's a you know if it's a running play, you know how the the front is. If it's a pass play where the defensive backs are lined up, he's seeing where the safeties are. If what kind of coverage they're in, he's having to read all that kind of stuff, and he's not got a coach giving him sign language telling him what to read. Okay, that is going to prepare KJ better for the pros and going to make him a lot more comfortable out there on the field himself. Now it's it's going to slow them down. They're not going to go as fast. It's not going to be left lane hammer down. Okay. Yeah. But but it's going to make KJ such a better quarterback and it's going to make him a better pro quarterback. And that's why KJ is so excited. That's why that was the selling point for KJ coming back under Enos. I think is he's he's learning to be a better NFL quarterback. And as that was a selling point, I think, for Criswell to come here. Because Criswell wants to be a pro quarterback too. I mean, who doesn't? I'd love to be a yeah. pro quarterback. I yeah. mean, you don't because you can't throw, but that's, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and that being said, the reason I was interested in I'm interested in those two things, who the starting offensive line is. And I think it's more important to be number one on the offensive line than it is to be number one on the defensive line. Because yeah. they rotate on the defense. Offensive line does not rotate in or out. No. They do not. I mean, if Very you're off, you are in for the entire game. You can be second string tight end, you're gonna get plenty of playing time. Running back, wide receiver, anything on the field except for quarterback and offensive line, you don't rotate. Yeah. Uh, you may have one. Well, guy and while we're while we're giving our expertise out, Clint, why is that? I have no idea. Other than I just thought it's because coach didn't like me. Um, <laughs> no. no, I'm not. I mean, obviously the quarterback's a no brainer, but I guess you can just get that rhythm, and them, they just the big guys get going, and they don't want to bring them out. Well, no, an offensive line has to work together to block, yeah. especially with the blocking schemes like we have nowadays. With zone blocking, in in because you have double teams, you have uh, combo blocks, you have you know uh, blocks where you uh, what's it called where you just uh you you know you kind of hit somebody and then uh, go off on a linebacker or whatever. Yeah. 
Well, and you do get you a know, you, you have all there's there's a lot more working together than there is on defense. On defensive line, you do have some stunts and twists and things like that where you got to work together a little bit, but that's just going to a gap. Yeah. And how you get to that gap. And so you can work with whoever's out there because they know if I'm lined up as a three technique and I need to get to the I need to get to the uh the C gap, then I'm you know, and I need to do a twist to do it, then I'm gonna go with this route to get there. It doesn't matter who's at defensive end. But on offensive line, you work together with that guy. You you're communicating. That offensive line, when they get out there, and that's the other thing, K.J. Jefferson, when he gets out there and he's reading, the reason he's reading all those things, he's telling those offensive linemen some of their calls. And that center, usually it's usually the center, but sometimes it's another offensive lineman, is making calls for the offensive line. So on on how on what their blocking scheme is going to be according to how the defense is lined up. No, and I think that's why it's a good thing you got – Limberback, who was a yeah. starting guard last year, he is he's transitioned to center. Uh, you know, the, the, you know, we, if you know, we're not careful, Clint, we may sound smart on this episode. We, well, I don't know. I just said I don't know why it's not important. I don't. I've never, <laughs> I've never thought about it. But I mean, but 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 I also know well enough. Know like, hey, those are the two positions. They just they don't rotate. Yeah, at all. Back up. But um, so Latham, I believe, is playing left guard. He's yeah. kind of looked like he's just locked in there, like, okay, we like him at left guard. Yeah. And then Limmer's at center. And so, like I said, three – and everybody thought Takis Crawford, he was just going to – he was going to be the – he was going to get a starting spot. He didn't start the spring game, and I'm not saying that he's not going to end up starting because they didn't set the depth chart in stone by any stretch of the no, no, no. But if you get tried out there first, you're tried out there first for a reason. And it's pretty easy to see who the first team team is because it's the one with KJ Jackson. Yeah. Um, so I, I sent you this, and so um, I'm not stealing my Google for the episode, but they started Devin Emmanuel at left tackle. Yeah. Which I, he he was the first guy out there in, and I've I've mentioned I remember mentioned to you if this would have been quarterback it'd have been a big deal because they had Chambly listed as the number two left tackle all last year. Then he could have been banged up. Who knows what the situation was? But if you noticed, like the first guy out in the Auburn game that was playing left tackle was Manny. Yeah. Um, I think he's a sophomore from Louisiana. Um, but he he got out there. Um, Braun is it Josh Braun? Yeah, he he's the one from Florida, and he, he wants Florida. to play guard. Yeah, he started off at right guard. Yeah, they put him at tackle once, and it was kind of a big deal this spring because he said, I think part of him coming here was Florida tried to play him at tackle, and he didn't want to play tackle. Yeah. He doesn't like being out there on the edge. Uh, uh, he likes being in the middle. So I think they're going to do everything they can to to keep him at a guard position, and that right guard's the one that's open. Well, and, you know um, – Pittman said, "You figure out your tackles, then you figure out your center, then you figure out your guard." I'm not saying guard's not important. Yeah. But, um, well, then you know, and I don't think he's had that many practices out there. But uh, Kudis, Patrick Kudis, mm-hmm. started off at right tackle, and Pittman was talking about how he shot his way up the depth chart. And I, I, I kept an eye on him quite a bit. 
That boy's good. Yeah. That he he he's good. He's good, good. Yeah. Uh, I guess he played in every game last year, so he's a he's gonna be a true sophomore. And he's uh, one that Landon Jackson has talked a lot about that's um been a tough one to go against. Um the other guys have talked about him. Uh he's strong. That's one of the things they always say about him. He's a really strong guy. And so that that right tackle was kind of a fit for that. Usually that's your stronger, you know, uh, sort of a bully tackle guy, you know, run behind Eric Williams, um, Sean Andrews, you know. That's that's the kind of position they run. They play a lot. You know, and on the second team, you saw Chambly, Coe Carson, Josh Street playing center, who's DJ Crane's um, nephew. Yeah. He and DJ Crane roomed together one semester in college. Yeah. One semester. <laughs> put up with me longer than that. Uh, <laughs> Marion Harris and Takis Crawford. Yeah. So, you know, um, so yeah, that I, I really do. I don't see anybody beating Kudis out at right tackle. I think you can probably go ahead and write that one in ink. Yeah, uh, he 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 impressed me that much. Yeah, he, he really he really really did. The only way he won't be the starting right tackle is if they decide to put him out in left tackle. Yeah. Um, and Pippen was talking about him. How he you know, how he's increased his value to NFL scouts because he plays center too. Yeah. Is it even play center? So. Anyway, now, other positions the line there for you. Now, other positions uh we need to talk about, of course, um that we're worried about. Okay, the, the biggest concerns. Another one is receiver. And I thought we saw some good things from um, you know, we didn't see a whole lot from Tesla, but what we did see we we liked, I think. Yeah. Uh Armstrong looked pretty good a couple times. He got the ball thrown his way. Um Satanga though looks really good. Yeah, it looked really good. He's added some weight. Uh of course we knew he had speed, but he he looked really really good out there. Um and that you could tell the coaches were happy with him because they put him out as one of the players to meet with the press afterwards. Um Yeah. So he, you know, that was kind of the first time I think we've seen that with him. Uh and he, you could tell he was he was happy to be there. Uh, we're just going to need to see some of those guys step up. You know, Mbake. Um, you know, we got Jared Wilson's injured right now. Uh, Bolden, I think, it's the big tall guy. He's injured right now. The, the transfer. Um, you know, you hear Trey Biddy talk. He thinks Tesla's going to be the go-to guy. He's going to be the the go-to guy. Uh, Tight end, Luke Haas, I think everybody thinks is going to end up being the tight end. Uh, but Washington looks pretty good also. You know, had you that. Shamar Easter going to be coming in too that hasn't made it to Kansas. That's right. You got Shamar Easter still in high school. Um, you know, he's going to graduate in May. And so he'll be coming up this summer and he'll have his chance to get with uh, with the tight ends. It's going to be who, who buddies up with KJ the most, I think. You know, who who really, you know, becomes KJ's best friend. Uh because they're gonna have a chance to be used in this offense because uh 
I think Enos is going to use him. You know, he's he's more of a tight end guy. So, so we'll see there. But I think the receivers, it's still, you know, it's the proof's going to be in the pudding with them. Okay, we, we don't really, I don't think we really know what we have for sure, because those guys still going to have to prove themselves on the field and prove that they, um, that they, you know, get some camaraderie with the quarterbacks, you know, with with KJ. So yeah, I think they will. I think they will. I think there's talent there. You know, when Pittman was talking about how, like, you know, it was if you're an athlete, that light come on at some point. You know, yeah. you out there just you look okay. I got this figured out. Yeah. So it, it, I've never experienced that as an athlete, unfortunately. Um, yeah. Yeah. Other phases of life, you you know, every now and then, you're like, oh, yeah, okay, you know, like this is, and you can tell it just like okay, he's got it. He's got it figured out, and he he's gonna be a you for as speedy as he is, and as big as arm as KJ has, it, they could end up doing some awesome things together. Yeah, yeah. not say Tesla can't. You know, I think Tesla is gonna make a lot of the hard catches. Yeah, the go get it catches. You know, like hey, fight for this ball. So it's gonna be interesting to see because KJ never really he didn't seem to have a go to go to last year. No, he kind of spread it around, and so. Where the year before he him, you know, is like, man, screw it, Drake. Trey lines down there somewhere. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> He's got three, four people on him. Who cares? Yeah. Like throw it. Just yeah. throw it. But so um and the defensive line impressed me. Yeah, the defensive end, we're fine. Yeah. I'm not worried about defensive end at all. That's in fact, defensive end, I think, is the strongest position we have on the field. Uh, besides KJ, uh, you know, besides KJ, running back's pretty good too. Yeah, running back's pretty good too. Sorry, and 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 going back to running back, I'm excited. I think AJ Green is going to have a good year too. Yeah, I like what I saw from him. Uh, I've always kind of liked him, and uh, I think I think we're going to see more from him. You, uh, you know what I really what I really feel about how Sam Pittman feels about this team. What's that? I mean, real walking aside is okay. We're good enough in personnel. We don't have to play gimmicky football now. Yeah. We yeah. don't have to, do, we don't have to do a shell defense. We've got a good enough team. Yeah. You feel real good about your defensive front. You feel real good. Yeah. And, and going back to that, the defensive front is good enough that the biggest worry on the whole team, the biggest negative on the whole team is the defensive backs. Yeah. And, but a good defensive front with a pass rush and getting pressure can make defensive back, some weak defensive backs look a lot better. And so that's our only hope right there. <laughs> Cause right now we, we need to add some people at defensive backs. I mean, we're, you know, we got the transfers in from Baylor. Um, we're hoping they'll do well. Uh, we got to figure out a nickel back. Uh, we got to figure out um, we're still, you know, if you hear people talk, they're still probably looking for a safety in the transfer portal. They're still going to look for that. Going back yeah. to D-line, they got the big defensive lineman from Maryland. What is Yeah. Yeah. Um, Every time your neck takes tank, you know you're a big dude. Well, I'll tell you one of the things that makes me like him, Clint, 
is the fact that you got to think Dan Enos knows him pretty well. Yeah. And, he, you know, you got to think Enos is saying, yeah, Sam, go get him. He's he's a good one. And so that that makes you feel good about that pickup, the, the fact that you're not just getting somebody because of the tape. Plus, he's, what, 6'2", six, 6'4", six, something like that, 320. The monster is what he Yeah, is. he's a big dude. And so that'll be a good pickup. But well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you who I'm excited about for this team. Okay, you tell me. And that's Greer. Yeah, he looked good at linebacker. I'm excited about him, Clint. I think I'm not just excited about him because of, uh, because of his play on the field. I think he's going to be a great locker room guy. I think he's going to end up being a fan favorite. Um, I think he's going to be, I think, he, I think he, he's going to be something special for this team. I really do. Um, I just, I just have that feeling, man. I watched one press conference with him and I was, I was smitten. I was like, okay, this dude, this, this dude's good. Uh, this, this guy's going to be good. And hearing the way other players are talking about him, and what he's brought to the team and what he's brought to the locker room and what he's brought to the linebacker room. He's a humble guy. He's, you know, he's come in saying, look, he said, those, he said, Pooh and, you know, those guys, they're, they've been here. I'm not trying to take, come in, take over just because I'm a little older. He said, but uh, he said, I'm just trying to make them better. And, that's the right attitude, but I think all of them are seeing that he's a leader and then respecting the fact that he's a leader. And I think he's going to end up being the leader of this defense, uh, both on and off the field. So a lot of good things for the football team. Now no, I, I'm really excited. I'm, I, are you more excited or less excited after the spring game? I'm a little, uh, it just confirmed the things I was already excited about. Of course, I was hearing reports about practice and stuff like that. And so, I mean, it it just confirmed what I was hearing. I mean, and that and that tells you that people like Trey Biddy and others that are watching practice are giving you good reports because everything I was hearing that they were talking about people matched up with what I saw Saturday, you know. And so I think – I don't know if I got more excited – Maybe a little more excited just because I love football. Yeah. But I'll tell you what made me more excited, Clint, is I took a trip on the old internet, interwebs, and I looked up the schedule for next year. Yeah. Dude, and, it is so nice to see schedule difficulty and being towards the bottom of the SEC. Yeah. I mean, it's the first two games, you know, we got Western Carolina – and Kent State. Yeah. Okay. Two games that you should be able to you you consider them rental by wins, rental wins, or however you want to say. But it. especially with two new coordinators, you should be able to get all your calls down. You should work out all your bugs, you know, for the for the new, you know, the new language for the offense, new language for the defense. You should be able to work all that out. Okay, and then your first big game is BYU coming to town, right? 
a game that you should be confident going into because you beat them last year at their place. And so you should you should be able to be pretty confident to beat them at home, right? But it's going to be a solid team, so it'll be a team that tests you a little bit. And, you know, it should test you more than those first two games do. Yeah. But then we hit a gauntlet, Clint. Yeah. Because then we hit uh, LSU, uh, A&M. Okay, stop right there. How do you think things will be at A&M at this point? Dude, I don't I mean, know. Here's the thing. You think, you think Bobby and Jimbo will just, like, it's get in a fist fight on the sideline? It's either by then they are going to figure it out. Yeah. They're going to figure it out, and they're going to coexist, and it's going to be magic. Yeah. Either that or the the internet's going to be awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, I'm going to – I'm going to – I don't think they can coexist. Yeah. I really don't. I, I really, really don't. You think there'll be some uh, memes out there of making faces at each other or something? Oh, yeah. It was going to be – I mean – you you saw how Jimbo acted about Nick Saban, yeah, and how he threw a big old tantrum, and then and then you see you know how Bobby Petrino is. It, yeah. It's it's I don't think it's going to go well there. I really don't. I think it's going to get off the rails at A and M. I mean, and they're already unhappy. Yeah, and I don't see it getting better. I really, really don't. It very well could, but it, it could be – man, it could be a difficult game too because <laughs> you saw what Bobby did with Missouri State coming in here. Yeah, yeah it could it could be. It very well could be. Yeah. It could be. Um, yeah, they had a they had a four-star quarterback from 2022 hit the portal today. He said, yeah. he said something like, leaving wasn't my choice. Wow. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, sorry, so you got, you got A&M, which is – you got LSU on the road, A&M neutral site, Ole Miss on the road, Alabama on the road. That is a gauntlet. <laughs> no, that, no that, that's, that's a rough stretch. That's a rough stretch right there. So you need those first three games yeah. to get ready for that. Okay. Then you have, I forget the order, but then you have like Mississippi State, which, who knows how they'll be? Yeah, it's going it's to be different to see how Will Rogers is in a different offense. Yeah, and I and I'm not wanting to go through every you know we ain't got to talk about every game on the schedule right now, but I'm just kind of giving an overview of it. But then yeah, you got you got them, you got them Auburn. Somewhere in there, we have a bye week. Yeah, around Thanksgiving time, and then you have. Um, then you have FIU coming to town. Right before Missouri, yeah. And then you play Missouri. So you got you got sort of a get right game before you play Missouri, which I like. You know, it's if you want Missouri to be a you know, to be a rivalry game, you got a chance to, you know, sort of give some guys a, you know, hopefully play, you know that FIU game should be Okay, boys, let's go out and get a good lead. You get you're gonna play a half, then you're gonna play one series in the second quarter, and then we're putting in the backups. Yeah. 
That's it, should, your, it definitely should be one of those like, hey, here's one of your four red shirt games. Yeah, that 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 should be one of those. But anyway, but that schedule, Clint, is much more friendly than the gauntlet we had last year. For sure. The nonstop gauntlet we had last year. And I think the nonstop gauntlet we had last year was one of the reasons this team struggled and one of the reasons they had the internal struggles they had uh, was because it was difficult for them. It was just – it was tough. Well, the team couldn't win without KJ. Yeah. I mean, they just couldn't. And I think this year with Jacoby – and I think even with Singleton, because Singleton did some good things. Yeah, I think I think like I said, we're so much better quarterback. But anyway, there was more than just football on the field this weekend, Travis. Yeah, I know. So, so two years ago, start to finish, pretty much the number one team in the country was Arkansas. Yeah. Last year, start to finish, the number one team in the country was Tennessee. That's right. You talk about that Arkansas team didn't lose a series. That um. Tennessee t- didn't lose a series last year. Like they had a ridiculous record. Yeah. Uh, now Tennessee's come a little bit more back to earth, but it was it was a big big weekend. Tickets were hard to come by. Yeah. So, but yeah, and it's it, man, I tell you, this team, man, this baseball team, you go into it, okay? If and if yeah, if I would have told you in this Tennessee series. That we're gonna. If I'd have told you weeks ago that we were gonna go into it without, of course, we don't have Wiggins. You don't have Brady Tiger, right? And then you're not gonna go into it without Wagner. Arguably, your three best players. How how would you think you would do? I wouldn't get. I would be nervous. It'd be nervous, right? Well, man. These hogs, Clint, I, I like this team. I really do. Um, they just they just keep uh, you know they they just keep coming up with ways to win. I mean they, they just you know they're they got some weak spots, you know, here and there. Um but you know that Friday night, you know, or or the you know Friday night game. You have uh, was it Hollis? Isn't that his name, or Holland? Hunter Holland. Holland, yeah. yeah Hunter Holland. Go. Holland and, and Smith take care of it themselves, right? Yeah. You so you just pitch two guys, and then the second game on Saturday, you got, you know, um, I guess Wood comes in and closes it out, does just an awesome job, and then. Uh, and then the last game, Dylan Carter comes in. And then another freshman, uh, what's his name? Uh, Fouch. He comes in, dude. He's throwing 96. Yeah. Now, the, I did read something the other day that um, Hunter Holland, uh, after here a couple weeks ago, he gathered up all the freshman pitchers. And said and gathered them together and said, guys, um, we gotta we gotta grow up quick. Said this is, you know, we, we got we gotta have y'all. And that they've responded. That's one of the reasons they've responded. That's why you've seen uh Wood and Dylan Carter and um 
Fouch and and them. Um, so that that's really cool. Um Callie, you know, we we everybody wrote him off after that first series down in Texas. Yeah. You know. Well, we talked to Tiger about him, and Tiger's like, look, you have no idea what this man can do. Yeah. Because it just it was he just had a bad weekend. And by the way, not to toot my own horn, but toot toot, homeboy. I said it then when I asked Tiger that question, I said, I said, he ain't gonna be like that all year, is he? And then Tiger said, No, he's he said he's gonna he's like you said, he's he's not gonna um and sure enough, man, he you know, he too good of a player, man. He's and and playing good defense at third base. Um I I'm excited to see how it continues. Um you know how you know this week they're playing L- uh, UCA right now. Then um, they're going to play. Uh, who is it this weekend? Uh, Georgia, I do believe. And then they got uh, Missouri. They go to Missouri State next Tuesday. And then um, anyway, so yeah, they're they're just Dave Van Horn's continuing to do it, man, and. If these guys can keep stepping up like they're doing and keep pitching like they're doing, keep and keep playing defense and keep getting, you know, the other thing is they're getting big hits. They um, are, and they're they're hitting in the right spots. And they're getting some stolen bases, which I love, man. I I love seeing the stolen bases, and I think the pitch clock is helping with that. Um, yeah, it's making it's making uh, making it a little easier to do that. So anyway. Uh, no, but it, it was huge to sweep them, even though this isn't the Tennessee last year. This is still – Tennessee's a top 25 team. Yeah. They're probably a top 16 team. They're, yeah. they're saying it makes no sense. But Arkansas – but the SEC's got like six teams that are top five teams. Yeah. That they're just – you know, the LSU, Arkansas, Vanderbilt, South Carolina, and I think maybe Florida – that they're all just they're all just they're good good baseball teams. Yeah, um, I think Arkansas's got three very winnable series left, and they close the season with South Carolina and Vanderbilt. Yeah, so um, I, I think you're definitely going to see um, Arkansas. Uh, you're definitely going to see them in the College World Series at least playoff. You want to get to Omaha. Yeah, you always want to get to Omaha. But I think we're in the driver's seat to host a regional, so yeah. be a super host. So, um, and we'll be talking a lot more baseball next week. Um, hopefully, the plan is right now to have Parker Roland, the catcher, on the podcast. So, related to Wesley, I don't know. We'll ask him see yeah, if he's. You know, he's got some connections to Moralton. Yeah. West I'm, looking forward, I'm looking forward to talking to him. It's going to be. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, we had a, he told us like you've got to get this guy on. Yeah, and uh, he's you know, um, he's uh, you know, I, I think I think he kind of connected well with Michael Turner. Uh, Michael Turner, what kind of welcomed him in, worked out with him a little bit, and so um, it'll be good to be good to hear from him, kind of hear his story a little bit, get to know him a little better. And um, you know the catchers do so much, man. They do so much, and so it'll be a interesting to hear from him. Now, 
with all that, Clinton, we don't have much time. Okay, we're we're probably about to run over our time here, but the basketball team man keeps must just keeps adding these portal people. And he keeps adding guards. Right. You had one of the Mitchell twins hit the portal. Yeah. Devo looks like he's going to go pro. Yeah. Uh, Monty's eligibility's up. And then you've had, you know, you're waiting to hear what Walsh is going to do. Barry but Dunning is gone. Barry Dunning hit the portal. And, 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 I don't know. I, 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 I wonder if Barry – anyway, I don't want to go into it. I'm yeah. going to stop myself. Stop it. Yeah, but yeah, bringing a lot of guards. I think you know you you see you you know you're losing. You don't think Debo's coming back at this point with some of the guys he's brought in. Yeah, um, Debo must have got some good feedback, or Debo's going to play overseas. Who knows? Yeah, but definitely a lot. I think there's a lot more scoring out of the guards. Well, every one of these guys are scorers, Clint. They're all. I mean, every one of them. If you looked at them, uh, you know, there, there's. Uh, every one of them are well I don't know how many of them are point guards a lot of them are point guards yeah. uh, and they're all shoot a high percentage from the field right they well, all shoot great. except for the guy from Louisville I think they all shoot like 35% or better from the three point line and they all shoot Close to like eighty something percent from the free throw line. Yeah, you know, so he's he's getting guys that can create, that can move, um, you know, that are you know they're all you know six three ish, six one. You know, there's a couple. I think there's one guy six one, but they're six three, six two, somewhere in there. I mean, they're athletic guys. They all they all seem. Um, they all seem fast. <laughs> yeah. They all seem athletic and fast. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see. It's going to be a different kind of team. You know, this yeah. last year we were tall and lanky and long, and it's going to be a little more, probably a little more helter skelter uh, with these guys. I'm, I'm guessing. No. And I, and in most, I think most of your ball handlers are going to be more upperclassmen now. And I think, I think, he wanted it that way. Um, We're still – you're still waiting to hear what Walsh is going to do. Yeah. I uh, think Walsh is the only other one that you really got to worry about, you yeah. know, what's he going to do. Um, I definitely think he should come back. No, I, I think so too. I think we need him to come back because we're losing – I mean, yeah. you know. You're losing a lot. You're losing – Ricky Council went pro, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. Ring Council, Devo. Um, yeah, you know, yeah. You you don't have. Well, and he's a guy that can guard smaller or bigger. Yeah, you know because he he's so long armed, and really you're you're kind of getting low on big guys too. So well, the two five stars they bring in are kind of bigger guys, if I'm not mistaken. One of them is. Okay, yeah, the, one of them's one of them's a point guard. One of them's a center. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, yeah, well, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I mean, you, you, Musman, I think he'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's interesting to see, man. Uh, and that and, being said, guys, uh, from kind of what we're saying, 
sometimes you don't need to rag on the kids. Sometimes they're told to transfer. Yeah. And that's, I'm yeah. just going to be that. I'm and I saying, think that, I think that's happening a lot right now. I think, I think Muss is creating his roster right now. I think he's treating this like a G league and he's just putting together his roster. Yeah. I don't, I think whether guys stay or go is up to Muss. I don't think it's up to them. Yeah. Be honest with you. I think he's telling them what he thinks is best for them. But I think it's, uh, which in some ways is sad to me because it's business more than team. Well, you know, who was that guard that went to from Arkansas? Not Malik Monk, the other one that went to Kentucky. Oh, um, was it Archie? Archie Manning. Archie, I mean, well, I was told Archie Manning wanted to come back for his sophomore year. Archie Griffin, yeah. Archie Griffin told him no. Yeah. He said, no. He goes, I've got that spot filled. I, I can't have you. I don't got a spot for you. Yeah. I mean, even back then it happened. And the transfer portal wasn't a thing back then. Who knows? Yeah. Archie may have transferred to Arkansas. Yeah. And then everybody would have forgiven him. And yeah. then he might have. Yeah. But that, but that, no, I think that happens probably a lot more than everyone realizes. You're going to have, you know, you're having the players that just kick you in the gut, like when Mike Woods or Trey Knox transferred. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, but then you're going to, sometimes it's like, okay. Yeah. Uh, your play time is going to get cut. No, you don't get a spot for you. Yeah. Don't always just rag on the kid. It ain't always them looking for greener pastures. It's more of a business than it ever has been. That's right. And the coaches are seeing it as a business because that's their job. Yeah. That's their job on the line and they got to win. So, anyway, well, Clint, real quick, what are you watching? Uh, man, I've watched Florida, man. Watch that entire series. I haven't watched that. It, it's mid. It's not that great, but I started yeah. watching it. So I was like, I, I finished. Um, man, I, I watched that. Um, I did watch Manhunt on the um, Boston Marathon Bomber. Oh, okay. Yeah, I did. I did watch. Was that did, pretty good? It was good. It was good. I I did enjoy that. The crazy thing about it is, was I was actually in Times Square like the week after that. Yeah. That and apparently, there those guys' plans were. They were going to set the bomb off at Boston, Boston. Then they were going to do one in Times Square, and I was in Times Square that weekend. Yeah. So it, it's kind of wild to think about, like, oh, yeah, you were close to it. But I think that, they were going to drive straight there and do it. They they were yeah. going to do it that same. It, it would have ruined my trip. Like a uh, day later, I, mean, I yeah. say that like it would have been like, oh, yeah. my trip was ruined. Like that had been the worst part of it. Obviously, people lost their lives. I'm not trying to make lots of that, yeah. but. But I mean, yeah, it I wouldn't have been hurt, but I mean, it would have I'd have been inconvenienced slightly. But it's just it, it was sad to think about that you know yeah. such an event and the way Boston rallied um, after that. Was, oh yeah, yeah. That did you watch that Mark Wahlberg movie about that? I don't think I did because uh, it had it's Mark pretty, Wahlberg in it. Oh okay, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. But what uh, have you been watching, my friend? Well, I've been watching uh. Well, one just just to kill time is uh, tough as nails. I haven't watched that, but I got something I wanted to ask you about. It's a reality show, you know, and it's uh, that's the one with Mike Rowe in it. No, no it's uh, it's the guy from the Amazing Race, the host from the Amazing Race. But it's uh, what they do is they take people that work like regular jobs, like 
concrete workers or welders or construction workers or whatever, a nurse, whatever. And then they put them in these positions where they just do manual labor work and compete. Yeah. But they, but they don't kick anybody out, but like me, quit. But they, what they do is they put them into two teams and they can win money for their team. They can win like $2,000 a contest each. So like $12,000 for their team. And then there's six per team or whatever. But then there's a individual contest to be the main champion. And they can, the individual champion wins like $200,000 in like a brand new, like Ford Super Duty truck. Okay. And so, you can get eliminated from the individual contest, but you still stay around for the team contest and you can still make money. And a lot of the people are people that, man, they're just salt of the earth people, you know, and they're do like different things. Some of them get to do things that they're used to doing, you know, like they'll do construction stuff and, you know, guy will be a construction worker. So he's, you know, doing it, you know, something he knows about. Or they're, you know, maybe a construction worker and he's having to do work on a shrimp boat or something for, you know, for part of it. And so they end up doing some things that they're not used to doing or whatever. Yeah. But so, here's the, here's the other one I'm watching. I'm going to ask you about some, let me, let me interrupt you. I'm sorry. Okay. Go ahead. They did basically on Netflix, they did a, a loan knockoff. Yeah. I, I, I don't even remember what it is, but basically it made me hate everyone. Like, like in a loan, you're really cool, but you have to like be in a team. It's like a loan, but a team of four. I told you about that. Did you? They're the worst people alive, Travis. Aren't they? They're when they, st when they, st those girls. Yes. They're horrible. Like, like they're like, this guy's crazy. I'm like, I would have burned all my crap too. Yeah. It was terrible, man. I mean, like, like, yeah. I mean, I, I was like, did that really just happen? Are they really doing that? Like it was, yeah, I'm, I'm one. I told you about that. I did. Yeah. You probably did. And I don't remember. I mean, it was like, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. Anyway, the other thing I'm watching right now, Clint is American Idol. Yeah. And, uh, a couple of things I want to give you a challenge. If you watch American Idol, just turn it on sometime. Okay. And look for a couple of things. Okay. First of all, one of the more popular contestants might be my son. I don't know. I don't know. There's really no chance of that. But if we were walked in a room together, people would say, is this your boy? Yeah. Okay. Just he's a big Hawaiian kid. Okay. Um, secondly, <laughs> they have a guy that plays bass in the band and he's always right behind like right in the middle of the stage where he <laughs> where he's you know he's in the camera you know a lot of times when right. the when the comp comp competitors are singing and especially like when the, they did this hawaii show where the on, on stage or whatever <laughs> every time i see him i think Oh, good. Colin Kaepernick has a job because <laughs> he looks like Colin Kaepernick. Looks just like him. He's got, especially from a distance. Now, up close, he may not look like him at all, right. but he's got the Colin Kaepernick fro, got mustache, 
And so anyway, just get a good laugh out of that. But I was what I was going to say is there's two Arkansas pe- ladies uh, have made the top. Well, they've made the top 26. I don't know if they'll make the top 20 or not. But one, Lucy Love, she's from Holly Grove, Arkansas, uh, which, which is uh, kind of by Clarendon. She's a single mom with two kids, comes from kind of poverty, but just one of these people it's easy to root for because, you know, she's totally out of her element, but she she can sing. And she can, uh, uh, she's doing a good job and she's just got a great personality. She's just real lively and, and a lot of fun, but she's representing the state well. And, uh, and then there's another one named Mary Beth Fisher, I think is her last name. She's from up around Jonesboro. She's going to be a country star no matter what. Okay. Whether she wins or not, she's going to be, she's going to be good. Yeah. She's like 24. She's a, uh, like a, a radio DJ up there for a radio station or something. And you know, the thing about American Idol is they watch careers. That's where that's where it sets itself apart from the voice. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean the voice, I mean, you you've never had any I did think of a funny story because you know, you do always watch these like watch parties. Yeah, these watch parties for people from this town on American yeah. Idol are huge. Yeah. I remember they did a watch party for a contestant on the voice. Had like Daniel Crawford and like four other people there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was so bad. I'm like, that's a, I wouldn't even cut to that. Yeah. Like it was just bad. I don't even remember who the contestant was, but Travis, we made it to another one. Another one, baby. Folks, like and subscribe. Uh hit the subscribe button. Like us, share us. All those good things. If you like what you see, if you got questions, interact with us on social media, on uh in the comments, let us know what you're thinking. We like to hear that stuff. Clint, been a good one, buddy. Uh, booka booka. Booyaka. Booyaka. 619. We out. Sweat. One. Filthy. Dirt. Harvest. Hurt. Kingdom come. When I work, my hands get filthy down in this dirt Won't see no more till I hurt Cry in your kingdom come Listen I wake up in the morning I bow my head to pray Mama told me if I don't Ain't nothing gonna change These prayers breaking up hard drive So I can sow the seed In a friend and pain, Lord knows I gotta follow his lead, that's why I